podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I am your host, Tyler, and touch me not. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jordan, and I have no rival. I'm your also host, Kevin, and Kevin Spacey is a Southern Senator. <laughs> which uh, which house is which house? That would be that? the House that, of that Cards. That would be House Cards. House <laughs> of Cards. Sorry. Now that House of Cards is a Game of Thrones spinoff, right? Like that's just it's kind of like well, the the TV version of the um of the graphic novel that they did. It's Head it's Tonight a reimagining of. Uh, of Game of Thrones with less incest and more Southern people. Um, what, how what is... many how many scenes are there of Hugh Laurie in full armor building a house of cards? Um, well, it's it's actually it's it's just Mr. Bean. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the main character, and then Kevin Spacey is kind of his Sancho Panza. What is what does the sigil of House of Cards look like? Um, it's, it's, ba- it's actually just the Netflix logo, so <laughs> it's really recognizable and it's got good brand recognition and, and, um, you know, it, it offered Blockbuster to buy it at one point and they laughed them out of the studio, so. Um, mine was House Woad. Their sigil is three hedgehogs on a yellow field. And I can only imagine that when most people approach them, they go, Woad, touch me not. Oh, because of the hedgehogs. That, or they, they all have speech impediments. Wait, wait, and is, a, what, is a hedgehog different from a porcupine? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, porcupine's quills are longer. But, right? but hedgehogs have quills. Hedgehogs do have quills, but they're, like, just on the back. So how porcupines come... are kind of, like, all down a big, long tail and stuff. They're more like stegosauruses. So how come if, if you hit Sonic in the back, he still gets hurt instead of you getting hurt? Well, there's still nerve endings. <laughs> Jordan, what was your house? Uh, I was House Serret, uh, who their sigil is a uh, a peacock in his pride on a cream background. <laughs> they serve the Lannisters. Also NBC. Also so... Lancaster. <laughs> As you probably gathered... This is our podcast where we take questions submitted by you, questions. the listener, versus and <laughs> would you rather questions, and we argue them here on the show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Our first question, question. comes... <laughs> question. Am I saying it weird? Question. Yeah, you, see, you are. You've never said it like that before. No, I've always said it like this. No. This is just like, this is just like how he says bagel. It's, oh yeah, it's another bagel. It's a question. Yeah, it's C- C- Christian Christian Stewart, Christian Bale. <laughs> um, all right, our first <laughs> that question sounds adorable. Comes to Christian us from Christian Bale. Comes to us from Claire McRae, who wants to know Sailor Scouts versus Powerpuff Girls. She would also like to note that the argument that both's powers lie in their eyes. Either large and glistening with anime tears or large and freakish is valid. Go. Uh, uh, gosh, both of these were terrible. I actually no, watched, but... as, as a young middle schooler, I actually watched a fair amount of these. Sailor, I, never, I never really watched much Sailor Moon. Um, I think for the same reason. Because you were a boy. 
For I uh, know it was more for the same reason that I stopped watching Power Rangers. It's because like I saw one especially scary episode and then had nightmares for a really long time. Did it involve like, a man with a tuxedo and a mask? It did. It's there's so many in my dreams. Uh, See, my my watching of Sailor Moon was because I was waiting for either Ronin Warriors, Gundam Wing, or Dragon Ball Z to come on afterwards on Toonami. So I was really hoping that there was an actual Ronin Warriors Gundam Wing like mashup. They were made by the same company. Oh, that would have been the best. There's a billboard I distinctly remember during Ronin Warriors. There's a billboard in the background that says Gundam on it. <laughs> no one cares about that but me, but I don't care. I, I just subjected you all to it. I, I love I love the character of Tuxedo Mask. Because he's he's wears okay, here's the thing about the Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> He wears a tuxedo and a mask. <laughs> Therein lies the name. This, therein lies the genius of tuxedo mask. Because I would have never thought to wear a tuxedo or with a mask or a mask with a tuxedo to combine the two. Mm. It would have been... I mean, it was a stroke of genius. It's like that one time when Buster Keaton said that thing and then everybody was like, oh, that's your thing now. And he was like, all right. Yeah, that thing that everybody knows. Yeah. And like Charlie Chaplin with the the Hitler mustache and stuff. Advantage Sailor Scouts, there's a lot of them. There's like Jupiter and Pluto. I think there's and ten. See, the problem Mars with that is there's Whereas a lot with the Powerpuff of Girls, there's only there's only three. There's red, green, and blue. There's sassy, sweet, and medium. <laughs> There's sugar, spice, and everything nice. That's true. See, that's I think that's a disadvantage though, because with the sailor people, you got so much estrogen in that room, it's gonna turn into an episode of the view. That is a good point. With with Sailor Moon you have to you have to put up with a lot of like high school relationship issues and like people needing to finish their homework and like, oh no, I don't have any time for breakfast. I have to eat this bread on the way to school. Like that's that's, that's kind of stressful. That's classic Sailor Moon, uh, you know, conflict. All right. Here's here's a big bonus for Sailor Moon for me. Yes. Talking cats. Yes, there is a much higher percentage of sassy talking cats. There are there are evidently three sassy talking cats. There's Whitey. There's Blackie. Is there a gray one? Yeah. That is so racist. <laughs> Well, Whitey was a dude, and Blackie was a chick, and the gray one was like a little girl. Uh, and they're all Asian. You're thinking so of Nermal. Worry. You're thinking of Nermal from Garfield. Now, downside of Sailor Moon is it was one of the first shows to have a mini-me version of the protagonist, which, if I remember correctly, and I, I'm really shaming myself by actually remembering any of this, uh, uh, the sailor mini moon was, she was the daughter of the future version of the main character, sailor moon. So it's like really awkward in that she somehow time traveled to the past and tuxedo mask is her daddy. And Aww, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's weird. It's wild. I don't know if I can handle that, but I guess You've also got, I mean, for plus plus for the Powder Puff gir- or Powerpuff Girls, um, everything's very self-explanatory. The town is named Townsville. 
Which is like, the oh, mayor awesome. of town is named mayor of town. Professor is named. You professor. know exactly what you're getting. And Powerpuff, Gr- Powerpuff Girls, though, I I enjoyed because there's a there's a health healthy dose of humor as well. Like it's poking fun at superhero shows. What was um, uh, what was the name of uh, the mayor's secretary? Ooh, it was like Miss Bovier or Cerebellum. something. Cerebellum. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. That is, that is it, Miss Cerebellum. I'm looking at it. Yeah, right. okay, oh, no, yeah, that's right. Because she was super smart. She had a Wilson thing going on where you could never see her face. Or, Just... or a tuxedo mask thing. What that's if what she meant. was the daughter of Wilson from Home Improvement? What if she was the daughter of Will Smith and she was in the movie After Earth? <laughs> I am legend. Um. Oh, well, Jordan, I'll, I'll take your talking cat and raise you a talking dog. Oh yeah, the talking dog in Powerpuff Girls is there fantastic. There was a talking dog. There was a talking monkey. Yeah, come on. I remember that. Well, that was Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. All right, can we, all right. Well, let's let's compare villains here. You got you, you got, got him. That Mojo Jojo. You've got yeah. Him. Oh yeah, him. See again, Which like, is it's very groundbreaking. Like, okay, here's, Possibly here's the first gay is. villain out there. You've well, got probably that was Oscar Wilde, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure that was Oscar Wilde. Um. There was he was caddy. There was uh the gangrene gang. There was shoot, who else was there? There were a lot of them. And they know, were all but, very entertaining. But Sailor Whereas Moon, with Sailor Moon, I can't I can't even remember. It was like Queen Negaverse. Queen, Queen Barrel was there her was name. The, the Dead Moon Circus. It was hold on, let me read them for you. It was the Dark Kingdom, led by Queen Barrel. It was the Black Moon Clan. Queen uh, Barrel sounds like a ninety-year-old woman. Yeah, she probably was pretty. <laughs> or old. a Donkey Kong country. Hold on, hold character. on. Yeah. There were the Death Busters, the Dead Moon Circus, which I think Tyler said, and uh, Shadow Galactica. These all sound like great techno band names. Okay, hold up. Shadow Galactica is a great techno band name. Let's <laughs> let's let's be honest. Let's lay our cards on the table and say. That we have had pretty much zilch experience actually watching Sailor Moon. But the thing that we've all experienced is Sailor Moon cosplay. Mm, Which is terrible. Only cosplay of dudes in Sailor Moon costumes. Nope. Ladies too. No, I think the I think the best. Well, no, co- I'm saying the the only cosplay I have personally experienced is dudes in Sailor Moon costumes. Oh well, I'm stealing <laughs> this from from friend of the show George Hampy of www.georgehampy.com, but uh, he was getting off the subway at 34th uh, around the time of Comic Con, and uh, he saw a girl dressed like one of the Sailor uh, Scouts, and he just kind of looked at her weird, and she volunteered. Uh, I'm Sailor Mercury, <laughs> as if to say, I know what you were thinking. You were wondering which Sailor Scout I was, so I will help out, and I will say it's Sailor Mercury. So she was, she was like the brainy one. Is that? Oh, I guess that's. So is that like nobody? Nobody cosplays as her or something? Or, oh yeah. Well, I mean, got she was like the smart, uh, like I don't know. She she kind of had like she was like clumsy, if I remember correctly, but. Uh, it's no, just like, she, she had good ideas. Like, don't... You know what? Just don't. Just don't cosplay as Sailor Scouts. Because even if you're a girl and you're not, like, an overweight man, like, it's just not a good idea. Because you're wearing, essentially, a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. And that's 
a hundred percent of males' fantasies for people. So well, like, hold on. don't it's, just it's, don't do that. It's a Catholic schoolgirl outfit with the miniest of skirts and like. It doesn't help that there was a brief moment where they were just like shimmery, glowy light naked while transforming. Right, like, into sailor like none of that, none of that is contributing towards you being taken so you know seriously the, as an independent. Well, you guys, you guys, you do know, focus that, on a family is going to be up in arms about that. You do, but then they're probably going to be upset about you know scientifically creating uh, daughters as well. Well, while in America, this was marketed as, "Hey, this is like a girl's version of Power Rangers." In Japan, this was marketed towards young boys. Right. So uh, and ironically. Think- Rurouni Kenshin, which was marketed in America towards uh, boys, because it was like, oh, cool samurai stuff, marketed towards ladies in Japan. Yep, because so he's a he's a girly looking guy. And all the villains were transvestites. <laughs> I just sent Kevin and Jordan a link to probably one of my favorite scenes from the Powerpuff Girls, uh, and that has spawned <laughs> a lot of really great cosplay. <laughs> and it's just three clearly like middle aged men. Wearing dresses and uh, Powderpuff Girl like sports team mascot heads. Gosh, I actually hadn't and so there have been a bunch of dudes that? that have cosplayed as <laughs> Tyler. We need to do that next, as these uh, gangsters posing as the Powerpuff Girls, and it's fantastic. Gosh, can we paper mache giant heads and do that? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, we need so to wait, get Anton the... though to be the the black one. Oh gosh. The origin story for for the Sailor Scouts is what they they're made of magic or they're made of planets. Or well, no, uh, I think they're like space aliens. She's the right? Moon Princess. She gets she's her the powers moon, from the Moon. <laughs> okay, but and so the other ones get their powers from the from the other planets? other planets. Yeah, but, exactly. But are they people or are they aliens or what their deal? I think they... they're transdimensional. I think it's like uh, we had to save you, so we let these other parents raise you as their own type thing. Huh. Okay. I don't know. In the English dub, though, uh, Sailor Moon's real name is Serena. In the Japanese original, it's Usagi, which makes me, I don't know, that sounds like some kind of sushi. Yeah. Uh, Unagi. It's, it's really it's good, eel. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> my uh, favorite. It's, it's spicy crab. No, it's not. Unagi um, is eel. What? Unagi, oh, yeah. is Unagi is eel. No, I was saying us- Usagi. Yeah, no, if Kevin told me Usagi meant spicy crab, I'd be like, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, that's the, uh, that's the mentor in The Karate Kid, right? Mr. Usagi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, yes. this has gone on long enough. We need to take a vote. Jordan, what are you going with? Um, I'll go with Sailor Moon, because Powerpuff Girls kind of like got old for me really fast. Like, I was more of a Dexter's Lab. And then when when Samurai Jack showed up, it was like, oh, here's all the action of Powerpuff Girls, but I won't feel, like, emasculated by watching it. So, I'm whereas Sailor Moon, I felt quite, quite, quite masculine. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go for Powerpuff Girls. One, because it's hilarious. Two, because... It is action-packed. And three, because I won't feel like a creepy pedophile watching it. Unlike seeing these Sailor Scouts change their clothes every episode. Yeah, but I feel like you're a pedophile either way. But 
you're watching girls who are in like first grade in Powerpuff Girls, and you're watching 14 year olds in Sailor Moon. So, and in Japan, the age of consent is 13. So, yeah, exactly. They're They're all legal. So, Um, that's terrifying. (laughs) Um, I am gonna go with uh, Sailor Scouts because Powerpuff Girls are basically the poster children of eugenics. They're made oh, with sugar, spice, and point. everything nice. There's and, also that and episode where they make... nothing genetically inferior, like, you know, ethnic people. They also have that episode where they make a, like, a mentally challenged sister who dies at the end of the episode and is super serious? strong. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh yeah, so... I remember that episode. I don't know well... what they were going with with that. That was awkward. Uh, lawsuit is what they were going with. So thank you so much for your question, Claire. And next time you have to choose between the Sailor Scouts and the Powerpuff Girls, go ahead with those Sailor Scouts. Because by our powers combined, we are <laughs> Sailor Scouts. Um, <laughs> what did they say as they transformed? I can't even remember. Um, uh, it was um, Starlight, Starbright. I wish I may, I wish I might have this power of the moon tonight i don't know okay i'll buy it (laughs) our next question comes to us from mike kneehouse thank you so much mike who wants to know would you rather be constantly miming everywhere you go or constantly juggling any possessions you take with you when you leave the house go sorry i i was just finishing up reading about tuxedo mask and (laughs) The last sentence of his, like, overall description in the Wikipedia article is, his traits are somewhat similar to Batman and James Bond. <laughs> Whoops, nope. A, fe- a femme-looking guy? No, 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 no. a no. mask and a tuxedo. No, Batman wears a mask. James Bond wears a tuxedo. It's perfect. He's the best of both worlds. Oh, shoot. That's exactly what they meant, I'm sure. What about the sparkliness? Where does that come in? Um, that's, that's where, uh, Twilight picks up on the story. So constantly miming versus constantly juggling. Um, I know friend of the show, Peter Janch can juggle. Can either of you juggle? I can juggle one ball. (laughs) That's called tossing. I can sometimes get two balls. Only mime having a ball. Like... I can mime. I can mime juggling a lot of balls. Check this out. (laughs) Um, For for the listener, he is miming juggling. He is moving. He's just moving his hands up and down, as if. I, which, as I understand physics, is not how you juggle. But guys, check this out. About to throw in a chainsaw. Uh, Here he goes. Oh man! Oh, look out for that chair, Jordan. Oh no! Oh, and that little baby. Oh. Careful, don't get the... Okay, so it's the old adage. You have to get the baby over to the other bank, but you can't have him in the same boat as the chainsaw. Uh, just <laughs> threw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, no. Now we don't even have any bathwater. Now we're going to be gross and disgusting. Uh-huh. But I think the juggling is... Go- assuming you actually can juggle. Assuming you've been doing this long enough that you've gotten pretty good at juggling, juggling I think is more impressive than miming. Uh, miming, it... miming is cool, but juggling like I feel like 
there are less people that can juggle than there are people who can and mime. But juggling is also higher risk than miming because if I got that Nintendo 3DS, say I walk through like a doorway and don't manage to adjust the height right away, or like somebody bumps into me in a busy street, then it's going to fall to the ground and be smashered. Or someone could just reach in and pluck my possessions out of the air. That'd be terrible. Although okay. it would look pretty cool. Here's here's the thing. Minus mime. Mine's it's an my attitude. Favorite oh, that's my indie favorite. band, by the way. <laughs> minus mime. Minus the mime. Yes. Um, <laughs> mimes have an attitude. Mm. Like there's that that superior, you know, thumb thumb up your no thumb up your nose <laughs> is not the expression I was going for. Um, thumb thumbing your nose is that thumb your yes. nose up? Yeah, there it is. Um, they've got that that mime superiority, which is all the more infuriating because it's like you're a mime, you don't have anything to be superior about, but they still they still hold on to it. And it's, it's like I'm missing something. You know, it's like maybe there's a mime-shaped hole in my heart and I just don't know it yet. I would like a series of action movies uh, based around mimes, though. Uh, mime supremacy, mime identity. Uh, I happened to, just before we started recording this podcast, was watching uh, the fourth episode of the third season of Arrested Development. I'm almost caught up uh, for season four. And uh, they, it is an episode in which Steve Holt and uh, Michael, Steve Holt, Steve Holt, <laughs> uh, Steve Holt and Michael are doing a uh, a triathlon, and to train for it, there is a training montage song called "Balls in the Air" that is ostensibly about juggling, uh, and is a clear homage to Eyes of the, Eye of the Tiger, but I just thought it was relevant to this question. Uh, if you YouTube balls in the air, you can check that out. Um, as long as we're off topic, also, I'd like to give a quick update. Uh, before this podcast started, I said that I was going to text my mom to see if she had a recipe for Russian tea, which is a thing my family made, which is essentially hot tang. And I just got a text back saying, Google Russian tea tang recipe. Yum. <laughs> smiley face <laughs> so no i will not give it to you yes it exists but i have to find it on my own oh, um this is like a you know like when you can you know pull the grasshopper from my hand type of thing like she's challenging you now here's the thing if you're constantly juggling uh does that increase your chances that you will somehow be uh like sucked in like mag magnetically drawn towards the gathering of juggalos yes <laughs> i think i, I, I think, think all that, juggalos are jugglers i think the answer to this question that is becomes quite quite clear i think the answer to any juggling question is it's effing magic uh so um i mean there's quick, no gathering of mimalos <laughs> quick uh I was at the Met on Saturday, and, uh, you know, there's, like, descriptions for each painting and stuff, and one of them said that it was uh, acquired by the ICP Artistic Selection Committee, and I begged, begged the universe 
to allow that the insane clown posse has a, a committee that selects beautiful works of art to display. Well, you know, they've you, never met a juggler it? they didn't like. Did you Wait. find out if ICP stands for something other than insane yeah, clown posse? It, it does. I can't remember what it was. It was oh, you know, international something. What Let's start one. Let's painting. start collecting art for the insane clown posse. <laughs> Just, just art, art of clowns. Just pictures of clowns. Um, um, two questions. One: Do you think if we're constantly miming, does that mean we we constantly have to be mute? Because that's oh, yeah, going to be difficult. Absolutely. Like, how are you going to work drive-through uh, windows for for fast food? Like, they're going to ask for your order, and you're just going to be waving your hands in the air. And I've seen those little screens from the inside of a fast food restaurant. They're not going to be able to make out those gestures. Two, do you think mimes drink mimosas? <laughs> <laughs> now, here's what you do if you're a mime and a drive through You just skip the whole ordering process, and then you drive up to the window, and whatever the person has in their hand right then, you do the old mime pull the rope on that bag until it until they slowly feel it pulling away from them, and then you just take whatever food it is, and you go. That you, is, just, you just mimed a free dinner. That was my favorite Sundance Film Festival entry, though. Mime in a drive-thru. <laughs> um, if you're, if you're going to have to be doing this constantly, you're going to need to find a community of people who are doing what you're doing. Like I would, I would, I would submit that a group of jugglers juggling back and forth and stuff is more entertaining than a group of mimes. Because then it's just like, okay, I guess there's like four dudes in a box. Or, oh, there, there's there's five people going up an elevator right now. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't need a group. What you need is a hype man. You need somebody <laughs> to follow you around as the mime and just constantly be like, wow, look at that. I think he's in a box. Oh man, he's what's constantly that? explaining? So it just ruins the subtlety of the art. That no, guy's no, in it's a like, box. It's like watching a TV show on TBS that has those little bloopy commentaries on it. Now, or, or well, you could get a, a hype man for your juggling. You'd be like, this dude's got balls. <laughs> and of course, your hype man is going to be a juggalo, right? Can I get Heems to be my uh, hype man? Uh, you cannot, but um, you can get Dapwell. Oh, that's uh, right. It's Dapwell's the hype man for Das Racist. Yes. May they rest in peace. Of uh, He has a podcast now with his brother, uh, Ashcock. Wait. Um, wait, 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 wait. The, uh, Das Racist is... The Kondabalu Brothers Project. Das Racist oh. broke up, by the way. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, but it is it is good to know that there's no longer racism. And then Heems did a rap song for Sufjan then. Yeah, for oh, Sufjan. Yeah? Heems is Heems and Kool Aid are both cranking out solo stuff. I have a uh I have a book of poems from from Kool Aid called Joke Book. Joke Book. <laughs> it's basically observations and aphorisms. It's pretty awesome. Now, if you in the mime scenario, uh can you still apply to work for the Blue Man Group? Um, do or is what the they do? Mime? Are they are they not miming? I don't really? think they ever talk, right? Well, they don't talk. That's all that miming is, as I understand it. That's all that miming is. So I so think we so can also in the monastery. Are living statues also an option? 
I think Living Statue is an option. I don't think Blue Man Group is an Wait, option. Wait, did Kevin the Blue just Man say... Group actually has drums and stuff. A mime did... Blue Man Group would just just fake be it. totally silent. Kevin, did you say my mystery? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could. You just did, so we nailed it. Well, you take um, a vow of silence. How? But how? That would actually be awesome. How creepy would that be? If you're just the Blue Man Group and there's just no sound, no nothing, just doing the whole routine. That would be I think I would see that. How much day. better would um Le Miserable be though if Jean Valjean goes into a monastery <laughs> tries to communicate <laughs> with the monks and they you just start they just start <laughs> pulling him towards them with a rope and <laughs> Acting like they're going down a flight of stairs. Oh no! A whole routine. He's, he's stuck in the box of his own guilt. I thought you were going to say, "How much better would uh, Les Misérables be if the whole musical was acted out with mimes and all the all the like songs were just like people going?" Real talk, though. How much better would Les Misérables have been if Jean, Jean Valjean juggled? You know, just Ooh, like yeah. occasionally. Just he was. Or... He was able to juggle. What if building the barricade was an elaborate juggling routine? Like he's juggle- juggling like chairs and tables and, carts and stuff. And every once in a while, they throw an extra one into the into the juggling, and he throws one off into the pile. It would be great. And then they start juggling the muskets to each other. And and the reason that Mario sings "Empty Chairs and Empty Tables" is because they've used them all to juggle. Well, they're, with. they're currently juggling the chairs and tables. <laughs> they're up in the air, so. He's just narrating what he's juggling. (laughs) All right, (laughs) we need to take a vote on this, (laughs) Kevin. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna go with always juggling because when I become a father of twins or triplets and I juggle them babies, (laughs) I'm gonna be the coolest dad ever. Except that, you know, tossing babies is not really, you know, smiled upon. Tossing them is not. Juggling them, thumbs, two thumbs, way up. I am I am really hoping that I get an interview with tossing babies, though, when they come through Pittsburgh on their tour. Uh, Jordan? Uh, I was leaning towards mime the entire time, but then I ju- it just occurred to me that uh, I could be juggling basketballs and join the Harlem Globetrotters. So Ooh. I don't know if they allow white people on the team yet, but as soon as they do, I'm uh, going to take advantage of that. You could also be the only mime on the <laughs> Harlem Globetrotters and do mime skitball. There's Jordan. <laughs> He's miming a dunk. It's not really as impressive as if he was just doing a regular dunk. Uh, Shooting a three-pointer. Oh, he's, look, he's so, he seems so he disappointed makes, he must have missed. As the mime in Harlem Globetrotters, I am not in blackface, am I? No, no, you would, I, I you would be not. in whiteface, you know, mocking the generals. You're oh, thinking of generals. climbing a ladder. You're what thinking if the Harlem of, Globetrotters uh, played against a team of mimes? That would be great. Uh, the situation of, with um, blackface, though, Jordan, you're thinking of mimestrel shows. Uh Right. Those were those were popular uh, late into the seventies. It's surprising, really. Um, and I am going to go ahead and go 
with juggling just because I, th- I think it would be cool. And I'd rather I'd rather be a juggalo than than a mute person. I just I communicate too much. I, we'd have to change this to a video podcast. And I don't know if we have the bandwidth. Communicate. <laughs> so thank you so much for your question, Mike. And next time you have to choose between constantly miming or constantly juggling. Go ahead and work on those juggling skills. You're going to be glad you did. Go for the juggler. Our next question comes to us from Javier Rise, who... Right, it's Reyes. Right, right. Do you need Rise? us to start reading the questions? <laughs> Reyes. Who wants to know foosball versus air hockey? Now, I feel like we hit the tip of the iceberg with foosball a little bit, but let's let's dig into it. Which of these is superior? Well, you're both, I mean, both of them need a specialized table. Mm, that's true. You're which not you, which would you say is more expensive? Foosball air, or hockey. air hockey. Air hockey Time's also, over. you need, you need a, uh, you need a power source. Right. You got to find, you got to find that plug to, uh, to put the air hockey thing in. Whereas a uh, foosball table, that could be anywhere. That could be in a garage. That could be in a tree house. That could be on a beach. That could be anywhere. Uh, a beach would not be good because you would get sand all over it. Well, not if you have tall legs. What are you? What are you doing? How vigorously are you playing foosball? Uh, I play foosball quite vigorously. <laughs> so uh, we have to establish a few things here. Um, no spinning. No. S- well, uh, in air hockey, no reaching across the you center mean- line. No, you mean no spinning in air hockey, right? If the if the puck spins <laughs> no 180 degrees, you have yeah, to stop. No knuckle pucks. That's definitely true. Um, Which do you think there's more opportunity to 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 do dickish things in, though? Oh, Foosball, please. really, really, you've just got the spinning. Air hockey, you've got people trying to use their hands and trying to hit it off the table. Well. The the variant of foosball that I play is that if the goalie scores unassisted, it's worth two points, and that has led to some of my friends dickishly like passing the ball around in their backcourt until it can get to their goalie, wasting my time uh, until they can take a shot, which I will then block. So it's so they don't even make the shot. No, and frequently, I would say at least 20% of the time, they pass the ball into their own goal. It quickly becomes a law of diminishing returns. But, like, I don't know. It's really annoying. So, there's that. Well, the plus of foosball is that you can get four people in on that game. Mm, That's true. But four-person air hockey is amazing. I've done it. It's No, it is. I love it. How do you do it? Is it you two just on have each four side? People all up, but yeah, it's well, great because no, there's really no goalie, <laughs> right? It's it is it's so intense. It's almost as intense as the Crossfire commercial, um, and there's just a lot crossfire. of Crossfire. There's a lot of people, you know, like Knuckles hitting Knuckles and stuff. The the Sonic character. You and your um, partner are going to smash paddles together. Is Plastic it? Will be flying everywhere. Right, now, do you, wait, is it two on both ends of the rectangle, or do you have one on each side of the table? One so you have, like, two corner. men in no man's land. Right, one on each corner. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, and typically, I, I play it with, like, three pucks. <laughs> that, is, that is fun. 
Yeah, um, and we're, I feel we're waiting like, to get it recognized by the Olympic Committee. So I feel like there's more skill to foosball, though. Like, you're managing more more players and things like that. And yeah, that's why I hate it. Quicker eye-hand coordination. I feel like a lot of air hockey just kind of devolves into, like, ricochet rabbit hope that you can, like, get it to bounce off the walls enough times fast enough that it somehow manages to slip in. Yeah, but that's, I mean... That's that makes it the everyman game. I mean, that makes it the 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 great American great equalizer that any man can come. It doesn't matter his socioeconomic status, doesn't matter his you know his birthplace, his origin, his language. Every man can win at foo at uh, air hockey. <laughs> at foo air hockey. Foo air hockey. Uh, no foo air hockey. Only no, because like, because that's true. Like if you own. If you're that guy who owns the air hockey table and you're like, go out and play air hockey every day, it doesn't actually freaking matter. Like, I can just come over and beat you anyway. Whereas if you're the guy that owns the foosball table, nobody likes that guy. That guy doesn't have any friends. Now, there is one clear problem I see here. Uh, Only in one of these uh, tabletop events uh, will I have the potential to get hit in the face with something. And that's air hockey. No, I disagree. The, yeah, no, you I can disagree. definitely get hit by the foosball ball. Uh, if you're I've on a good foosball table, that's not going to happen. No, if you're a good foosball player, you can make it happen. I, I hit the ball so hard that it like people will try and stop it, and it will spin around behind them, and it will still not fly out of the table. I like to put a little English on it when I, when I put the ball in the slot so that it kind of naturally goes towards their, their net. But I like to abuse rules and foosball. See, um, I just think I think foosball has the strengths of having you know German engineering design in it. Um, engineering. Yeah, I mean, and air hockey that comes from Canada, so it's like, <laughs> what what good has America's hat ever given us? Um, here are I've had t- problems with both of these games before where they have become unplayable. I was watching my brother play his best friend Patrick in foosball, and Patrick scored a goal and was so excited that he took the foosball and he threw it down on the table, didn't realize that there was like a pane of like plexiglass to keep the ball rolling smooth over it, completely shattered it, and rendered the the board unusable. But also, there... There's gonna be some point with a foosball table where somebody spills a beer on it, and it all gets in those in those holes and Wait, clogs you mean up our hockey table. Air, or sorry, an air hockey. Someone's gonna spill a beer on. Well, if foosball, you spill a beer on it, it's gonna be hard to clean up in between all the men. No, you like, play on, man. Play on. <laughs> air hockey table. You're just gonna you're gonna ruin it. Like oh, the, you're gonna short the, circuit. The, the the it's gonna then short circuit. Got- then the whole the pores hockey. are gonna get the pores are gonna get clogged, and then there's always gonna be that that like that spot where if the puck hits it, then it just slows down and stops and gets all sticky. Oh uh, no, it's gonna it's get also, it's gonna get electrified, and then you're gonna play first to you first to get shocked. Our have, I, our have, air hockey table at home is part of the long list of things that Father of the Year Cody Crumrine during his childhood days uh, poured Capri Sun on and ruined. Including his laptop at Grove City College. Yes. Uh, I have something for both of you. This is a present for both of you. One, it's a repudiation of Kevin's comment that 
uh, air hockey is the great equalizer. And two, two points for the using the word repudiation. Uh, two, Tyler, I think I found the image for this week's episode. Because this is 10-time world champion air hockey player. Uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Danny Hines. With the chiseled physique of a classic air hockey player. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Great equalizer. You don't I have like, to be fit to play that. You don't I like need to have hair to play that. Sticking his tongue out in concentration, too. Oh, yeah. And evidently, he's playing um, Luke Johnson. This he's, is... he's evidently playing the 2004 Texas State Open Air Hockey Championship. <laughs> That is the best open tournament for air hockey I've been. The judges are are the idea of air hockey tournaments is baffling to me. (laughs) I can just see it's both of these games though. I feel like if you find anyone who thinks that they're really good at it and they lose because of the like just the random elements of the game, that anyone who like manages to hit it at a certain angle like it may just kind of go in it's just going to become insufferable i feel like it's more arrogant to assume that you're really good at air hockey than it is foosball chances are you really are good at foosball with foosball at least like or with air hockey at least you've got that constant motion things are happening with foosball like four times a game the ball gets stuck in that one corner and nobody can get it out and then it's like you wait for like 10 seconds and you're like, do, do we, should I pick it up? Do, okay, do no, that's not, half court? that do depends we... on the foosball table you're using. Some foosball tables have a slight incline in all four corners that allow the ball to roll out. Uh, roll others, out. <laughs> roll out. Others are designed in such a way that there will always be a player that can reach that ball in the corner. So... And then there are others where neither of those are true. Well, and those would be cheap, crappy foosball tables. Just like so there's which cheap, crappy air hockey tables. Which is better, though? Which is cheap, all Cheap, crappy them. air hockey tables or cheap... All right, a cheap, crappy air hockey table is one that the air no longer works on, which... That's true. You can still play, but the puck moves real slow, and it's it loses all, like... You can't lay on top of it and feel that that lovely breeze all over. <laughs> How many body. air hockey tables have you laid on top of Jordan? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's why they don't work anymore. It's it's happened more than once. It's quite comfortable. They're not um, really designed to be load bearing. Advantage air hockey tables, though. Sometimes they have the black light over top of it that like will turn on and make the puck all glowy and neon, and then you kind of feel like you're in Tron. <laughs> Okay, we need to take a vote on this. Uh, I am going to go ahead and go with foosball table because it's it's more fun and really there's there's more skill to it and less chance that some kid threw up on it at some point and left a smell that you'll never be able to get out. Jordan? Uh, I'm going to go with foosball because that's what I actually like to play more, so that seems pretty easy for me. <laughs> and Kevin? I am also going foosball because foosball is the only of the two that it is appropriate to bring Vuvuzelas to. <laughs> and that's what makes any game great. Wait, do you just do you just go to like the local YMCA with a Vuvuzela? Oh yeah. <laughs> and cheer on the Well it's based on soccer, scores. so clearly you can do everything that you would at a soccer match. So I bring my Vuvuzela and I just blow it in people's faces. 
Uh, it's been a while since I've seen a good foosball riot. Those are always those are always fun. Get groundskeeper Willie in on that. So thank you so much for your question, Javier. And next time you have to choose between foosball or air hockey, go ahead with foosball. I mean, come on. Nothing's going to look better in your basement. Our final question comes to us from Geodude Lawton, who wants to know... I'm actually talking to on Facebook right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what what does he have to say? Uh, How does he think the episode's going? Yeah, we are live streaming this, right? He was he was pointing out how every podcast ever seems to be advertising Mark Maron's uh, new IFC TV show. No, uh, that's true. Get left out. I, I was heard, lamenting. I heard the it fact on uh, that Comedy Bang Bang. I think they plugged it on. So guys, go out and watch Mark Maron's new IFC show. Kevin, no, no, we haven't been paid yet. Mark Maron on IFC show. It, no, it's called Marined with Children, right? Oh. Is it, <laughs> uh, slowly marinade the jokes. But so that go is, watch it. It's probably on Fridays at 8. I don't know. Maybe Saturdays at 2. Maybe if we're lucky, IFC will decide to turn our podcast into a DV show. Because yeah. it seems like that's the only source of ideas they have anymore. Um, maybe it's on a Thursday at you know midnight. I don't know. I do love the Comedy Bang Bang TV show, though. So it's very final... different from the podcast, though. Yeah, it's a it's a like a scripted um, talk show parody. Uh, right. Our final question <laughs> comes to us from Geo Lawton, who wants to know: Rugrats versus Muppet Babies. Go. Muppet Babies, they make my dreams come true. <laughs> Muppet Babies, they'll do the same for you. Uh, when your world gets kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there, just close your eyes and make believe and you can be anywhere. So Muppet Babies really the 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 message of that show is just kind of escape into your imagination. Don't don't leave the house. Just uh go and play World of Warcraft all day, am I right? Whereas the Rugrats, um their goal is if I to teach you about Passover? I think that that was the thrust of most of the episodes. And you you go to Paris. <laughs> yeah, Rugrat. Um. Oh, Rugrats also get to meet the wild thornberries, which has um, uh, what's his name? Nigel. Long John Silver. Long John Silver. Nigel. After. Tim Curry. Tim Nigel. Curry. Yes, the voice of Tim Curry as Nigel, as Nigel Thornberry. Nigel. <laughs> yeah, I just like I don't know. I just feel like the Rugrats was full of a bunch of like like family circus-esque wordplay it's like oh they're calling the sasquatch satchmo that was louis armstrong like oh it's a thing that adults yeah. would get see i hated rugrats so i mean i i what did you have against is, rugrats i it was boring as a child it was not a very entertaining uh show especially compared to what else was on nickelodeon at the time like if i wanted something All real monsters yeah, I mean, I would rather watch All Real Monsters. I would rather Doug, watch... Doug, Hey Arnold. Doug. I, I wasn't a huge Hey Arnold fan, but I liked I it a lot. I loved Hey Arnold. Lo- um, liked it a lot more than Rugrats. Um, Rocket Power. 
And I was just annoyed. No, Rocket Power is not good. Um, uh, no, Rocket, Rocket Power, Power was freaking amazing. We are riders on a mission. Yeah. Action, kids. It's in. amazing to make fun of, but other than that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The Hawaiian wisdom of Tito wasn't good enough for you? Huh. The Hawaiian racism of Tito? You didn't... You didn't... Uh, um, no. What's the word for? I'm looking for. You didn't love the reoccurring. Went, um, they got sand in the potato salad joke. That was gold. That one was pretty. I, I remember. I can't believe you remembered that. Oh, uh, good work, Rocket Power. Potato um, salad jokes. But yeah, no. I mean, good. like, I legitimately loved Muppet Babies. That was one of my. Favorite I did shows. too. Uh, oh yeah, I, so and good. Rugrats was always like. Oh, I guess I'll watch this while I'm waiting for Ren and Stimpy to come on and completely terrify me. Um, I had I loved uh, Muppet Babies as well because one, it was a darn good show. Two, Muppets are awesome. Three, it had that like Monty Python um aspect to it where it just like stole a bunch of footage from old like uh fair oh, yeah, use TV that's shows. Right. That's right. It just, like i was watching an episode online the other day and i was like man i forgot how much they like stole from old like silent movies and things like that yeah there was actually a horrifying clip of like it was like some old timey like horror movie but it was like legitimately terrifying it's like a man in a white sheet and he like looked like a ku klux klan member and you're just like i don't know what's going on here but oh, i'm glad i didn't live back then it was birth of a nation yeah, yeah, it was. It was Which was an episode of Rugrats, by the way. Right. Um, uh, actually, when I was younger, legitimately, if I woke up from a nightmare and I couldn't fall back asleep because I still had nightmare thoughts in my head, I would reenact episodes of the Muppet Babies from memory, from start to finish, in my mind That's until right, until I was able to fall back asleep. Kids, when when you were our age, we were your age. When you were our age, we didn't have DVR. We had memories. Um, Rugrats had about eighty percent more poop and fart jokes. Yeah, and if they weren't poop and fart jokes, they were use of the word naked. Which, yeah. which gets <laughs> annoying after a while. Right. Also, which actually, not after a while, after one use. I was a big fan of Stu, though. He was a he was a pretty funny dad. Uh, and I, I enjoyed the episode where he's found in the kitchen at, at midnight. And he's asked why he's making chocolate pudding. And he says it's because he's lost control of his life. I See, I, I think I found out why you guys are so aghast at why I hate Rugrats so much. And it's because neither of you uh, had an older sister. Oh, that's true. And I, the Crumrods are a male-dominated a, family. I had an incredibly bossy older sister as a child, and Angelica was essentially that character. Um, and every time Angelica showed up, I was like, I have to deal. This is my life already. I don't want to have to watch it. Um, that's like, did I ever tell you guys about the, um, the woman that I sat next to during Labette in Washington, D.C.? No. Um. You'd La- better tell us. Labette is, was a, is a play written by David Hurston and, and we put it on at Grove City and, uh, not me, so not we. Featured, um, featured George Champy of GeorgeChampy.com. Yeah, that's correct, was in it. Um, and it was a play and then it went, um. All the way! 
It went all the way to the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., and they performed it there. Um, and the first act features a half an hour monologue by one character. And I was sitting next to this woman who, you know, I mean, it was in Washington, D.C., so it wasn't like everybody was there from our college or anything like that. There were just people who were just there. And it was this, this large African-American woman. And at, at uh, halftime, intermission, uh, I turned to her and I asked her how she was enjoying the show. And she said... I don't know when that guy was talking an awful lot and when you have kids that talk like that <laughs> it just reminds you of them <laughs> I don't know it's like oh I'm sorry for that Fuido who don't food that ham at me um I also I I I'm gonna put out a call to the listeners because I swear, at one point in my childhood, I watched an episode of The Muppet Babies that was entirely parodies of Nintendo games. Like, there was... This uh, sounds like a dream you had. No, Gonzo was Mario, and he was, like, climbing up this thing, and Miss Piggy was, like... Wasn't Donkey Kong, but was Bowser, but was still throwing barrels at him. And there was, like, a Star Fox reference, I think. I don't know. I'm convinced this existed, and it was my fa- my favorite episode of this show. I saw it once. I have never seen it again. I have not been able to find it online. I am starting to feel like it didn't exist, but I really, sure really want someone to find it for Are you sure you didn't play Baby Mario? I'm now, you realize sure. you could probably find an episode listing of Muppet Babies. and I've go tried. Through- each and every one and find a synopsis of each episode i think what he's saying is it's probably not worth it i what i'm saying is it's probably worth it but it would be more worth it if someone else did it for me (laughs) because i've tried a couple times and not been able to find it all right we need to take a vote on this though he'll hear it let me let me decide your votes for you let's talk about uh how both of these shows have aged not how the shows have aged but how the characters have aged (laughs) With the Muppet Babies, they age into the Muppets. They get better. Yeah. They get even better. Rugrats, they get all grown up, and they somehow get even worse. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Muppets, is Muppet Babies, this is the, the, the only answer. The obvious answer, the answer we can believe in. I am also going to go with Muppet Babies. It's, it's no contest for me. Kevin? I'm going with Muppet Babies because I just remembered this. The music in Rugrats sounded like an like an old Eastern European organ grinder, like churning out the whole soundtrack to the thing. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was creepy. It was <laughs> awful. Well, and all the characters are creepily like drawn too. Like their heads are. Yeah, like, like it's all really... disproportionate and crap, and it's not like endearing, like the Doctor Katz style of like you know. Yeah, like like their proportions make vision. Hey Arnold's proportions look completely normal. And also, I, I, I don't know. I was always dubious of Lil and Phil. Uh, so thank you so much for your question. Also, Chucky is just a huge baby. Grow up. <laughs> Joffrey. And next time you have to choose between Rugrats or Muppet Babies, just dig up those old episodes of the Muppet Babies. They are, they are fantastic. Also, um, there was an episode where Rolf was trying to like write a song. And they made, like, a little electronic ditty with uh, Skeeter. 
and I tweeted that at Animanaguchi, that part of the YouTube video. I was like, I love your new song. And they they loved it and retweeted it. So that's good enough for me. Uh, so- oh, you're so cool, Tyler. You get <laughs> tweets by your favorite bands. So thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to send us a question, go ahead and shoot those to Ninjas Versus Podcast. That's versus VS no period at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook which is a great place to uh, ask questions um see funny things that we post every once in a while i'm probably gonna post a pretty great video of uh crazy old maurice uh raving from uh beauty and the beast that jordan and i have been watching nonstop today uh so that's a good place to see those or you can always post you know like uh syndicated episodes of the muppet babies that have to do with video games um uh thank you so much to um to mike niehaus who's one of our newest fans and to alec johnson or alex johnson who is uh showing some love for the why crows for life episode which i need to go back and listen to because evidently folks really like that one and um, yeah, how's that sampler thing coming yeah that sampler is a thing uh so <laughs> You can connect with us on there, or you can head on Twitter and tweet at Ninjas vs. Podcast or use the MVP NVP hashtag. Jordan, do we have a Tweet of the Week? Yeah, our Tweet of the Week is from Uptown Bone, who says, When I get paid, I'm going to get me a shirt for a hashtag MVP. Uh, which leads, and that, that is appropriate. leads into, uh, we need a new logo. For yeah, our um, podcast. I was searching the episode on iTunes, as I occasionally do, to see if we have any new ratings or reviews, which we haven't for a while, folks. It really, it makes me sad. Uh, but um, there has uh, and been... And if you an... want to, like, create another email just to write more reviews, I don't think that's... Yeah, I think we can... That's not really that. in the spirit of reviews, but... It's not, but it is in the spirit of us... You know, we have 51 reviews. There's more than 51 people who like our Facebook page. Come on. I mean, admittedly, I have not written a review yet. But I don't think we're allowed to contractually. I think we're allowed to, but it would look kind of dickish. Um, it would be. Has that ever stopped us before? It would be like an arrogant air hockey player um, okay. reviewing their own air hockey performance uh, or a mime <laughs> writing a review of their own miming performance. Uh, so. Uh, basically the deal is iTunes is switching things up because now people have iPads and those have bigger screens and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, our logo has to be 1400 by 1400 pixels, which is which, a lot of pixels, which is a lot of pixels, but it's also kind of That's blessing like in disguise bigger than my face because our logo was never intended to be our logo. It was just a placeholder until we found something better and wound up staying uh, that god awful picture of me with a handlebar mustache forever. So, if you would like to design uh, any logos for us, we're super open to it. If you have any kind of um, artistry skills, because God knows the three of us don't, uh, shoot those over to ninjasversuspodcast.com. And if we get something that we really like, then we'll go ahead and use it as our new logo. And maybe we'll even print up some shirts or make them on like a a print-on-demand type thing. And you'll get a free one if we do. Yeah, person you, you person you, you're the best. Oh, and we have a second tweet of the week from uh, Nida Hawk, H-A-Q is her last name, uh, who simply says, hashtag MVP is horrid. 
<laughs> I guess uh, that's a review. Yeah, I guess that's a review. It's not the kind of review we're looking for, but luckily it's not the kind of review that like changes our star, how many yeah. stars we get. So. We're looking for five stars or above. Yeah, please, please submit all your negative reviews to Twitter, uh, and I will, I will read those. Uh, but all your positive reviews, we would prefer go to, you know, things that matter. Or, yes, yeah, su- submit all your negative reviews to to Ninjas versus Podcast at gmail.com. Ninjas? Ninjas. Ninjas from Super Mario World 2 versus Podcast. G- Ganges, the river, at gmail.com. Um, another thank you to um to the folks over at Duckfeed TV. We had a couple other people tell us that they found MVP from the episode of Bonfireside Chat that they let me on. So go ahead, support their shows. Uh, those damn Ross kids. Uh, watch out for fireballs. Mark Maron's new television show. On Mark IFC. Maron's new television show um, uh, that is being run on the uh, on the ninja or on the uh, duckfeed.tv network. Which, if you go to duckfeed.tv, they have a very nice banner every, for our podcast there. Every time I hear the name Cole, every time I hear the name Cole Ross. I think, like, some, like, not top of the line, but, like, near the top, like, men's dress shoe company. That sounds like what that would be. Cole Ross. I wear Cole Ross it's, it's very, It's very similar to Cole Haan. That's what it is. Yep. Which, I, maybe I could buy some Cole Haan shoes at Ross. <laughs> so, uh, thank you to Animal Tropical for our intro, Sparrows and Crows for our outro. And our final question Keeping with our ninjas versus theme, ninjas versus portrait of Dorian Gray. Go. Uh, because as the ninjas uh, stab and kill Dorian Gray, he will not take damage. The, the painting will get slashed up and become more and more ugly looking. So I'm, I'm inclined to go with uh, Dorian Gray in that, in that scenario because the picture will make him immortal. But Kevin? on the inside, he will be dying. Am I spoiling the book? <laughs> there are ninjas in the portrait of Dorian Gray. Kevin. I would go with ninjas because they don't have any souls. So even if you painted a picture of them, it would just look like ninjas the whole way through. Um, And I am also going to go with ninjas because uh, a key plot point of the portrait of Dorian Gray is that you can jump into the portrait uh, a la Mario 64 and uh, interact with, with Dorian on the top of a, uh, a tower and actually kill him there. You just have to make sure that you stand between his legs in such a way that when he tries to fall on top of you, he jumps over your head. So, thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time, in the words of House Toyn, fly high and fly far. We fly high, no lie, you know this. Or perhaps, perhaps, perhaps House Wooten, wisdom and strength. Their, um, their sigil is a uh, cow on a scale. Or or House Plum's, uh, house words. Uh, always shoot Mr. Body with a revolver in the billiard room. Tired from all the fun and news. 
wheel hit the ground Let the grass scratch up our legs And we'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss I was on a bowling team for a little while. Ah, uh, don't care.